Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hey mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Stable Mama Podcast. Today, I have a treat for you because we have the Amira Alvarez. She is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, a global coaching company helping ambitious entrepreneurs, creatives, and leaders in the workplace create unmatched income while living an uncompromised, delightful life, free from overwhelm, burnout, or financial constraint. Does that not sound absolutely epic? I am so excited. Let's give her a warm welcome. Hello and welcome. Hello, hello. So good to be here. Oh my goodness. What an incredible bio and just an amazing mission. It, it sounds so amazing. And you're going to talk to us today about how to increase our focus as well as our bottom line. I literally cannot wait to dive into that because those are two things I would definitely like to increase. But before we really get started, we always have this tradition on the Stable Mama podcast, and that is to ask this one question, and it is, how do you do it? How do you build this incredible business with this amazing mission and still keep that stability in your life? Yeah, stability is so important. That's your foundation. That's like the grounding that you need so that you can be out there in the world doing your thing. I have a ton of energy. I am ambitious. I'm driven. I'm the energizer bunny. I have a lot of go in me and I know you do too. We've connected on that already. And, and yet if you don't have that foundation, that grounding, you're not going to be able to, to really do your best work in this world and live your mission, live your purpose, you know, and, and love hard. Right. And, and really like eat up life and, and contribute and all of that. So the, the biggest thing that I do for stability is, is really, I'm going to give you two things. One is my morning routine, which is, which has changed over time. It hasn't been uh, one size fits me every year for the last 10 years. It has not been that it has definitely evolved, but what has stayed the same in that morning routine is that I give myself time. I might beat the sun. I might be up at five or five 30, but I give myself a good solid two hours to myself in the morning before I look at the phone, before I answer emails, any of that it's doing journaling. It's doing my morning questions. It's doing meditation. It's getting exercise, going out there for a run or a walk, getting some fresh air. I'm in a juicing celery phase of my life. So that happens too. And sometimes the, the laptop does open and I do some really good content creation. That's some of my most juicy time for that. Your brain is fresh when you wake up and I get all these divine downloads and I'm like, okay, let's do that. And then, you know, if things are really um, going gangbusters in the business and, and I need a little catch up time, I will use that for catch up time. But fundamentally, that is my sacred 
alone time. And it gives me the ability to be fresh and clear and, and powerful for my clients, my team, you know, the people I'm interacting with and myself throughout the day. And then the second thing that I will give you is sleep. I'm a big sleeper and I know it's hard for mamas. Okay. With small kids, especially, but I am a solid sleeper. Like the, the, the challenge with, with not getting good sleep is that your subconscious becomes much more available to run rampant in terms of like running old programs that are no longer useful because your conscious mind is exhausted and cannot accept or reject those things. It's just saying, okay, come at it, go for it. And so when I work with clients who are like going through big upheavals and make, they have a lot of anxiety that's coming up, I make sure that they're getting a lot of sleep. And sometimes that's challenging because all you want to do is work to, to, to make, you know, play catch up, but sleep is so, so important. So those two things keep me stable. Oh, no, I love that. Especially the morning routine. Honestly, my morning routine is my godsend. It's the only thing I swear that keeps me sane for the rest of the day. And also gives you like that energy to keep going, right? Totally, totally. Oh my goodness. No, I loved your answers. Uh, they ring, ring true to me, though I do wish the sleep was a bigger part of my life. <laughs> but <laughs> that's going to come. I promise it's going to. You know, it, it didn't used to be part of my life. Like I will say I used to be a, a poor sleeper. Like I would be up, my mind would be racing all night long. I'd be thinking about a bunch of stuff. And I think I just decided at one point that I was done with this. Like, and it's about letting go of, I think the, the further, here's, here's the truth, Joanna, the, the further I've gone in the sort of personal development growth world in running your own business is the biggest personal growth journey that you can ever go on. And I just said to my clients in, in a group coaching call the other day, actually, it's sales. If you learn how to do sales and you don't run screaming from the room and you don't fear rejection and you don't try and avoid it, but you actually embrace it and learn how to do it with an open heart, with authenticity, with integrity, that actually was the p biggest personal growth journey that I ever was on. But that's an aspect of being in business for yourself. Yeah. And I feel like there's definitely a learning curve to that. I do not feel like I've mastered that part of my business just yet. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely, can I riff on that? Do you mind if I go off on that for a moment? Because here's the thing, sales is what moves money. Okay. Anyone in business or anyone who has a side hustle or starting a business has to get good with this idea. Okay. Like you can't just think, I will build it and they will come and voila, I never have to make a sale. Like if you're in business, if you're not doing a hobby, but you're doing a business, there's an exchange of money. So of course there's a sale. Sales is what moves money from one person to another. But the thing that you have to remember is that money comes from source, spirit, the unseen. Okay. And there is more in circulation now than there has ever been before, but there isn't like a wizard behind a curtain making more money. Okay. It's like people are creating more money all the time and it's coming through from source, through people, through you and me, through a sale to another person. And then it goes into circulation again. Okay. But it's coming through people, not from people. It's a spiritual thing. It's not a material thing. And if you can get good with that, that like, I am not taking money from Joanna 
it's coming through her. Okay. And there's more, there's, it's like ever abundant and there's more for her and there's more for me, but there's no taking or getting, or because when we go into that taking and getting concept, we feel like we're manipulating other people that we have to manipulate other people and that it's for their loss, not for their good. But think about this. Think about in any of the businesses that you have, Joanna, when someone buys your product or your service, are they helped? Yeah. Are their lives better because of it? Definitely. Huge value there. Huge value there. But what makes people wonky about it is their money story. Okay. They feel like they don't have enough money because they don't understand how to create money. They don't understand where it comes from, how it works, how to create it. So they think it's a scarce resource. They think it can run out. And sure enough, if you don't know how to create it, you are limited by what's in your bank account. Okay. You're limited by, you know, what your boss decides to pay you. If, if they will stay in business or if they're going bankrupt. It's very unstable. Talking about stable mama, right? It's very unstable, okay? But if you understand how to create money, okay? And there are laws to this, like they're the universal laws of success. They're natural laws. If you know how to do that, then you don't have to be in fear of running out, which means then you can buy something without that clutching in your heart, that tightening, like, ugh, is that okay? Right. Am I making a mistake? Am I doing something wrong? Is it going to run out? Right. Cause and, and think about this. I used to be on Amazon shopping for something that was $10 and com price compare comparing it for 45 minutes to something that was $13. Right. And trying to figure how many people have done that? I, you know, like raising my hand. Okay. Yeah. Right. Totally. And, and yet that, that comes from this, the, it's, it, totally backwards. How much could you create in this world if you spent that 45 minutes actually being on the phone with someone you could help and selling your product and service? Huge, right? You could make thousands of dollars and you're, you're, you're going down a freaking rabbit hole over $3. Okay. Okay. It doesn't make any sense, but that's how we approach it. And so when when people avoid, want to avoid sales, it's because they don't know how to create money. And it's this clutching in their, their, their hearts and they, they feel that scarcity thing. And so they think that if they spend money, it's, they've been manipulated because they've been, it's been uh, taken from them somehow. So you have to get your mindset right about this. You have to get grounded in the right place around it. And, and then you can show up extraordinarily abundantly in this world. And it just keeps coming like in, in larger and larger amounts. I mean, there's, there's work in your business that you have to do. It's not magical thinking here. Okay. But sales, just to finish that thought was the biggest personal growth journey in, in my business for sure. hundred percent. I do love how you you talked about it though, how it's coming from source and it's coming through people. It's just a beautiful picture. And it, it really takes it away from that, that get and take you were talking about. And I think that's where so many people get hung up. I really, really like that. Thank you. Yeah. Instead of get and take, it's give and receive, right? And the energy of those words are totally different, right? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was just a fabulous 
uh, squirrel moment. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent. Um, yes, we went down. The, we ran after that squirrel. <laughs> it was a good one. It was worth it. <laughs> but today you're going to talk about focus and increasing both focus and your bottom line at the same time. And so let's do it. Please. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. So focus and bottom line are really interrelated, but let's take it back like three 300 steps. Okay. So we, we try and use a hammer to get ourselves to focus. We try and use all these sort of outside tools to help us stay on track, whether it's day planners or timers or, um, you know, some other system for managing, you know, your, your calendar, all of those have their place. And I use some of those myself, they have their place. Okay. Yet you will constantly break your agreements with yourself. The, the schedule that you have on your calendar, how much time you spend on something you don't stop, the timer keeps going, whatever it is, okay? You will shift your focus and go in a thousand different directions. If your desire for what you want is not stronger than your fear of changing, okay? Because you have to be someone different in order to own your desires. Otherwise you would, you, you would have what you desire already. So let me break this down a little further. Okay. So if you want something, let's say you want to make a hundred K. Okay. You have a financial goal. It could be a relationship goal. It could be a health goal. It could be, you know, you'd want those pretty pair of boots, whatever it is. Okay. Like maybe you're small, but let's say you have your big, it scares the pants off of me stretch goal. Okay. So for me, my story is like first year in business, I made 30 K second year in business. I tripled that. I made 90 K I was doing something where I had no idea what I was doing, but I did something right. Okay. I, I call this being, I learned this phrase from my mentor later. It's called being an unconscious competent. You know, you're, do, you're doing something right, but you have no idea what it is. Okay. <laughs> Which makes it, it's great. You got some great result, but it makes it really hard to do it again, because you don't know what thing is actually moving the needle. And then the third year in business, I made 138. So another big chunk of change. I crossed that mythical six figure mark, <laughs> slayed, slayed that dragon. Right. And, and, but the thing is at that time, you know, we've talked about me having a go hard personality, right? I, I definitely have work ethic. Like I will keep on going until right? Until the, the little energizer bunny goes right and the, the battery dies, right? Okay. But, you know, at that time I couldn't work any harder. I was working every day, like 16 hour days. And, you know, the, 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 the moment I call it my come to Jesus moment, you know, the moment was I was sitting on the floor of my office with my laptop on my lap. It was like 7 PM at night. And my husband was calling up and saying, Hey baby, dinner's ready. You want to come on down? I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. Let me just do one thing. I'll be right down. An hour later, I was like, he's like, I'm starting. And I'm like, Oh, and you know, that wasn't a make it or break it moment with him. He was fine. He was rolling with it, but I wasn't okay with it. I looked down and I was sitting on the floor. I was in the sweats that I'd slept in. Okay. They were covered in dog hair. I hadn't showered. I hadn't brushed my teeth. It was not a client facing day and I wasn't worth showering for, right. You know, like it, it, that's where I was at. And I was like, I cannot double my income by doubling my effort. Like that strategy alone. It's not that work ethic 
doesn't matter, it does. But it's not the only strategy that you need for getting ahead. And it was then that I had to realize that something had to shift. And what shifted was this. So this, I'm going to connect it back to the, the topic here, okay? I realized that I was playing out my self-image, which is your identity. And your identity is formed when you're very young as a child. And my identity said, you have to struggle. You have to be someone who works really hard and jumps through hoops for everyone else and cannot make good decisions for herself and her business. Okay. Like I have to put everyone for, for everyone else first. There is a lot more to it than that, but those are some key components to it. And when you have a, your self image is like, have you ever heard of a cybernetic mechanism? No. Okay. So a cybernetic mechanism is like the thermostat in your house. You set it to 70 degrees. And if the oven's on and there's 50 people in the room and it goes up to 75, the, the mechanism in the thermostat, which is a cybernetic mechanism, kicks in and says, oh, it's too hot in here. Let's bring, kick on the AC and bring it down to 70. And if you open the window and it's chilly outside and the drafts are coming in, it'll bring it back up. Okay. This is a cybernetic mechanism. You, you see them in airplanes, they're autopilots, they're, they're in cars now, right? These are cybernetic mechanisms. We as humans have a cybernetic mechanism. It's a psycho cybernetic mechanism. Our self image is like that 70 degrees in the thermostat. And whenever you make a decision. I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to block schedule my time. I am going to stop work at five and have dinner with my family. I am going to pick the first three, the, the three most important things to do each day and do them first. Whatever your focus practices are, you set that, you do it for a week. Your cybernetic mechanism is like, let's just let her do that for a little while. And then we'll, we'll distract her. Okay. And that's exactly what happens. You, you do it for a little bit and then you get distracted by what? By something that you will agree with, not something that you won't agree with, okay? So your kids need to go to the dentist, the car breaks down, of course you have to fix that right now, okay? Your, your, your sister's having a meltdown, of course you have to have that conversation with her, okay? The cupboard is too dirty. Of course you have to organize it. It can be whatever it is, but you will, you will agree with it and you'll take your eye off the ball and you'll come right back to your 70 degrees, meaning you'll come back right back to your self-image of struggle. Until you change that, you will only make incremental progress and you will ultimately stay in the same sort of distractomatic way. So your desire has to be stronger for what you want. I don't know what you want, Joanna, but for me that, that year when I said, I, like I, the, the year before I'd made 138, my desire that year was to make a million dollars. I didn't know how I was gonna do that. I got all hyped up at a seminar and I was like, really, I can do that, right? And I was like, I, you know what? That person did it and that person did it and that person did it. I want to do that. I might, they might be the exceptions to the rule, but I want to be the exception to the rule. I want to be, I want to do that. So that year I worked on my self-image. I hired a mentor. I know you're a coach. You know, I hired someone to help me. I'm a coach. I hired someone to help me. And I 
did everything I was told to do, including changing my identity, changing my self-image because I wanted it more than the fear of change. Okay. So I was willing to do whatever it took within ethics. It meant investing a lot of money for the coaching. It meant taking bigger risks. It meant making bigger decisions, all sorts of things. And that year I went from 138 to 700K. I five times my income. Okay. Didn't make the million. Okay. But I did later. Okay. Subsequently. But that year, you know, that was a pretty freaking phenomenal shift. And it, it didn't come from a app that helps you focus. It came from becoming a different person, seeing myself differently. What is that saying? Be, do, have, right? You have to become Correct. first before you can do it in order to have what you want. Correct. And yet most people think you have to have it first in order to do it, in order to be it. And that's the, the exact opposite. Most like a great example. I have to have the money to do the coaching, to be the successful entrepreneur, but really you have to be meaning act, feel, think the successful entrepreneur in order to have the, be, do have, be, do, you know, in order to do the work, to have the, the money. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that was a big one for me. <laughs> it's a struggle though. Cause I feel like all of our lives we've, we've been taught how to do it in reverse, right? Like, Oh, be, be careful. You know, don't go and stretch yourself. Like be very, what's the word? Realistic. I hate that word now. <laughs> I hate that word too, because if I had been realistic, I would not have set that big ass goal. Okay. And, and where would I have been? I would have been, I would have been fine. Okay. Let's not, let's not negate where I was. Okay. It was good, but is my life better now? Absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. And, and, and let me clarify that not just about the money. No, let me tell you, it's, it's much nicer not to worry about whether I can afford to buy something. I'm going to just tell you that straight up. It's a pleasure not to have that as a worry. Okay. And all the growth that I did to become the person who was able to build this business, that's the freedom. That's the joy. That's the payoff really, because I am now free, not, not just financially, but like emotionally, like I'm not constrained. I'm not, I don't have that tightness in my heart that I was talking to you about earlier. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's, right? It's not like we have these amazing goals, but I think becoming that person that is able to achieve those goals is so much better of a achievement than the actual goal itself. It's like who we are now, how much we've grown or how many amazing women you have helped in the process of reaching your goals. Yeah. It's crazy to think about it in like those terms, but no, I love this. <laughs> this is great. And you gave me a lot to think about because uh, I've really been struggling the last few weeks with my vision forward. What do I want? I currently hate that question. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to like define what that is. And so this has just been like a a great reminder to be like, yes, it's important to set those big, scary goals. But like, who do you want to become? Like, what is that person? Who are you striving after? That's just a great reminder to like really keep that into perspective. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. 
Love this. That's my favorite question. Your the, the question you currently hate right now is my favorite question because desire is causative. Like, what do you want? Like, it, I'm just gonna be straight with you, jo Joanna. Like, you have to figure that out. And there's something right now in internally that's blocking you. That's cause it's a blind spot that's causing you to feel confusion about what you want because it should. It, it, our natural state is knowing exactly what we want. It's very intuitive. It's like, I want that. Okay. Now that doesn't mean you, everything that you want is materialistic. There are a lot of, I'm going to be straight with you. There are a lot of materialistic things I, I want. I want a beautiful house. I want to, I want housekeepers. I want a personal assistant. I want, you know, a nice car. Like there's, there's a lot of wonderful things that money can buy. Okay. And then there are a lot of things that I want that money can't buy. Okay. And, and one does not negate the other. Okay. So knowing what you want is so important because Here's the thing, desire is causative. It is the way spirit, source, the universe, God, whatever you want to call all the energy that is, tells us what our next step is, what our path is. It calls us forward by saying, here, looky here, okay? Come, come hither, right? And if you deny it, if you say, oh, that's not okay for me to want that, I like something's wrong with saying I want a million dollars, or something's wrong by saying, I want more alone time or something's wrong with saying, I want to be in better shape because you think, okay, that's going to be bad for my kids. I'm going to have to skip doing X, Y, and Z with them or, or something like that. There's some conflict involved there. If you listen to the conflict, deny your desire, you are actually stopping yourself from living out your divine purpose. And that's what feels so crappy just to put it in very blunt terms. Okay. You're definitely speaking right to it right now because I, I think that that's definitely the thing is like, I, I do have wants, I do have desires and I can answer that question, but I think it's giving myself permission to, to want it, to be okay with wanting it. Yeah. Can I just give you permission right now? <laughs> yes. You're loud. Okay. And in fact, here's the thing, Joanna, if you actually want what you want, if you claim it, you will actually, I'm not saying that there's not going to be bumps in the road or challenges or like there's it's rainbows and unicorns forevermore. Okay. This is not what I'm saying, but I am saying if you claim that desire, your life will just be so freaking magnificent. Okay. You have to keep walking the path. It's not one and done. It's not one decision. It's a multitude of decisions. But when you do that, you are actually living out your divinity. Okay. You're living out like your reason for being here on earth. And when you say no to it and you suppress it and you deny it, you're actually, you know, flipping off the big guy. Okay. <laughs> or whatever, or Gaia, how, however you want to call that, but you're actually putting a big stop sign to all the help that's right there in support, but you have to, you have to meet the universe. You have to go forward towards what you want. And I know that sounds a little woo woo, but in, in you don't really get it until you take the risk and you do it. And you're like, wow, this is the truth. I didn't quite get it, but this is the truth. And the rub is you can't stop. Hence the unstoppable woman, right? The name of my company but you can't stop. It's not like a one and done kind of thing. You can't say, okay, I want this. I'm following this road. And then the next challenge comes up where you're like, should I make that big investment in my business? Or should I, should I play small and wait and do this little thing over here? You have to keep 
saying yes. And you have to learn discernment between what's fear-driven and what's desire-driven. And there's so much to it, but just keep going on that path. Own your desires. So I'm loving this interview. <laughs> I don't know if our listeners are going to get quite as much out of it as I am right now, but it's like absolutely everything I needed to hear. And I, I really did actually like the visual of um, kind of being spiteful to, <laughs> to a spirit or source or God, however you described him, because that was just like really powerful. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's exactly what I'm doing by saying no. So I, I love this. I know this interview has gone in like a billion different directions, but this may be my favorite one yet. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Uh, but um, I should wrap it up because I always promise our listeners that we give them the most out of their time and that we keep it short and powerful. And this was very powerful. So now I got to work on the short part. So thank you so much for your amazing insights and just wisdom in all that you've said today. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Yeah, I don't know what my biggest takeaway. I had way too many to think to claim one, but I really, it's probably the last one. <laughs> uh, but no, I just, I can't thank you enough uh, for sharing your wisdom with us. Your mission is truly amazing. You've already helped me and uh, I'm just so happy to have you here. So thank you so much, Amira. Can I share with people how they can uh, learn more if they're interested in this? Yes, please. How, how can we learn more? I want to learn more, but I've already stocked your website. So how can people find out more about Stock my website, you guys. Stock my website, which would be so much fun. So the two best ways to learn more is our free stuff page. We have a ton of incredible resources there. I highly suggest you go check out our podcast and our morning mindset club, but there are other downloads and resources on, on making an income breakthrough and really getting your mind right about how the world works and the universal laws and how to approach things. So that's the unstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. That's the best way to find us. And then you can find me on social media on all the platforms and I'd love to connect with you do it. <laughs> yes, she has some incredible things out there. I would highly, highly recommend it. And as you just witnessed in this interview, just amazing stuff here. Uh, so thank you again, Amira. And uh, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you are struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.